A father of four sings a song in Swedish and tells Baby C about the pacifier graveyard. Baby C's mom spits out a pacifier. Did you have a favorite song that you would sing your... To my kids? Yeah, when they were this age, eight months or, you know, babies. Was there a favorite? Well, it would be it definitely like it would be in Swedish. I have to think about like what did we sing? Preston's lilla kroka skulle ut och åka. Ingen hade han som körde. Preston's lilla kroka skulle ut och åka. Ingen hade som han som körde. Okay, I can't remember the end. It's like the song is is it's it's something you do. You have them like on your lap, and it's about the a bird that a priest owns or something, and it's it drives a wagon, but like. When you sing this song, you will like do like you you put the kid on your knee, and then like you, you you'll jump and he'll go to the right and left and all these like things. Like a. It's like a horse, exactly, exactly. And but yeah, but it slows down and then like he takes this turn. Yeah, and, and then you'd like change it around, and and the kids love that, and you can do it for hours and hours and hours. What is the your philosophy on toys? Do you guys go really heavy on toys, light on toys? Do you think they're important for development? I think some of the kids have just liked them more than others. But I mean, I really try to avoid the, you know, when it's just like a ton of plastic pieces that will yeah. just, you know, there's something magic with like a toy that lasts for long and it's in one piece and can be fun for them for a long time. And there's very really like few of them. You know, of course, like Greta, she had Barbie castles and things with little plastic pieces that just, you know, she play with them in a, in a day and then they're just on the floor and you'll find them, you know, you, you walk on them or something. But I don't think, to be honest, like, I don't think our kids have had that much toys compared maybe to others. And maybe because like we had four in six years, so they were very close and we were home a lot and like, you know, our house, we had a pools and and a big yard so like we spend a lot of time outdoors so like we have some things for the in for the water but most of the times like none of them have their own rooms and stuff because there were so many so <laughs> so we had very few toys not by like we decided but i just think they had other things to do and may- maybe this is like a little higher up also obviously in ages than like one to two of course then they had toys but I don't. I like think all the kids always love those little giraffes, but I don't think that's not really a toy or a learning toy or anything. That's just a stupid thing. But I know that like that's like it's always been present. That little squeaky. I think maybe until we get dogs and then the dogs ate it. Are pacifiers like a thing? Do you guys use pacifiers? I mean, I know. I think only one of our kids did. Oh. Not because we. I think I. We always tried to get them to use pacifiers. Yeah. I guess the problem is like when they lose it because like in the night they would lose it and then like, but 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 I think Selma, our first one had pacifiers and the other three didn't. But I, I don't, you know, I, I just think they didn't. They weren't that interested, and she was. But I, I just remember that I thought it was quite handy, but it was impossible for her to get off it, and we had to go to like a graveyard, a pacifier graveyard. That's also kind of a smart thing. They have. In, like in a place here in Stockholm and it's like a ritual where you get rid of it what? but it's kind of fun so you go there when they're small and they like see what they have like enormous amount of pacifiers <laughs> in this little like, graveyard and then you can go there and like yeah when you turn six like you you can take your pacifiers there and it's a little like ceremony and they do it and 
you know, it just helps other kids to get rid of the pacifier. Oh my God. <laughs> the pacifier graveyard. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> do you bury it or do you just place it? No, no, they, you toss it. You toss oh. it into this thing. But, but, but I mean, it's taken care of. It's not like this dirty place. It's kind of nice looking. Uh, is it like, a, um, I think it's some kind of mound or you can thread them onto these like sticks so it becomes like these tall towers or something like. It kind of, you know, that bridge in Paris with all the locks on, like yeah. love. It, it kind of looks like that. It's just like hundreds and thousands of uh, pacifiers, and people will bring. You'll see if you go there. There's always like some kid in the process of like getting rid of their pacifiers, but it's, it's quite smart. It's <laughs> because they see that all the other kids have done it, you know. So, so, so they will be like, "Oh, I also want to do that." It's like a thing you do because then you're big after you've done that. You're like you've grown up. Right. And it's not, you know, I feel like it's so easy to just get rid of all of them. And somehow that would be cruel to him because he can't communicate to me that he still wants it or is upset by it. And this is uh, a consensual thing, you know, like we're doing this together and we're moving on to the next stage. Yeah, no, exactly. That's really, I think we should start those here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my God. It's a smart idea, right? And because like everybody that has a kid knows that that's like that have had pacifiers like would know that that's it's an it's it's a problem and it's quite smart to like <clears throat> prepare them for it because like you you'll pass this place and they would see it when they're small so they kind of know that it exists and then like you know they they, they kind of think about it and like yeah well one like then you can kind of encourage them like one day you will be ready and you know you and i we go there and like it's up to you and blah blah blah, but I think we probably went there like three times because there was like a what do you call it when a like an alcoholic goes back to drinking again, like um, they <laughs> fell back into the old habits. <laughs> That's the amazing thing I've ever heard. Oh my goodness! Is there any difference or like any cultural nuances in Sweden mm-hmm. around like toys or play? That they they're always naked in Sweden and you can't the, the kids can't be naked in the US. <laughs> That's a big difference. Like in like in our house, all the kids would like run around naked until they're probably like a little too 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 old for it to be to be appropriate. And then you don't think about it like this, you know, American like friends or parents come home and they're like you know, because they put a bathing suit on their like six month old and, and, and you know, I'm not saying anything is wrong right you do whatever you want sure but you know i think that especially after just the diaper rashes and things like there is a yeah. healthiness to letting him tear out and play oh for sure for sure for sure i mean i, think, I mean not yeah. like I, I did that when i was a kid too i don't know what it is why the swedish kids always do it but like they they will up to like up to day five or something like on public beaches it would be like no clothes like a little sometimes a little too long i would say but for sure like two three-year-olds will not have any like bathing suits you can't even like find anything i think did i tell you when 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 greta we had an accident in the pool in palm springs no oh god and she was probably like probably similar age maybe a little old how old is she now Eight, eight and a half months. Okay, so she was probably over one. And uh, of course, you know, it's like this four, and they were smaller then. So, like, of course, at some point, like, we didn't have our eyes on her, and she was right in the, I think she was, you know, she was in those, like, 
puffy things you put on the arms, but she was in the pool and like we weren't like really looking at her. And then like we heard some mom like, you and they're like, is that your kid? And like, fuck, they go over there. And of course, and there's like this brown like cloud coming out. <laughs> you know, this is a fancy hotel. And I'm like, oh God. So I mean, but and she had a diaper on, but not one of those like swimming diapers, but it was like a normal one and somehow that didn't work. And so I lifted it up and it was like so disgusting. You can see it was like dripping brown. And, and I was like, I'm just going to run out of here. So I just took her and like, like, I just ran to our house and like left Isabel and the kids. And I was like, because I don't know what to do. I'm going to be like, going to be lynched by all these, yeah, the band and lynched by all these like angry moms. So I ran away and like left it and I don't know what happened. I mean, it was disgusting, but uh, like I haven't been back since. Like I, there was no other thing to do than just like escape. I mean, who doesn't remember being a kid and seeing a floater in the water? Come on. Yeah, but this was not a floater. This was like a, this is more of the looser character. Like mortifying. <laughs> but like right there when you went in, like where the la- like the little <laughs> steps and things where all the other kids were, like, oh god, the other moms like I don't know. I felt like oh. I would be a dead man if I stay here for oh, like <laughs> I really want to hear this story that you have. What do you Oh, the the sleeping story. Yeah, the sleeping story. I mean, it's it's funny because like of all these kids that we've had, it's always it, you know the big the big problem is was always you know the sleep. <clears throat> so 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 you you know how you have this baby, the the, the car seats, you know, then that like you can pop them from your stroller and then into the car and. You don't have to take the baby out. So, so like, we had one of those. And, of course, like, you know, he's, I think this was August. I think it was August, our second kid. Like, he, he always slept so good in the car. And as soon as, like, you popped that thing out, you were, like, you were so careful walking that thing around. And then as soon as, like, it stopped moving, he would wake up. And you had, had to, like, you know, take him up and, like, hold him and walk around. So what I did is, like, I, I, I invented this, like, pulley system. <laughs> So, so I had like two like pulleys in the ceiling and it, like in the middle of the room, there was a rope and it was hanging down and I had a little like, uh, like the car seat was hanging down. So I could, and, the, and there was a spiral also kind of attached to it. So and the pulley system went down to the TV. So I was like, when I was watching TV, I could hang him there. And then every like, maybe like two minutes, I just needed to like, like touch this little pulley system. Because it started to bounce, because you know it also sat on this like little spirally like shock system, and 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 it worked like it worked so well. So it's like this giant swing, but also that like was bouncing up and down. And what it was, you know, it's just like two little like uh, hooks with pulleys on them, and then it was attached to like my seat in the sofa or next to it. <laughs> That's the most amazing dad hack I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's like very, very professional very professional like setup but it worked like i mean it looks it looked looked like an idiot when you know people came to the house but you know it's worth the effort